This is Professor X, and you're tuned into the Who's Your Daddy Godcast Network. Get ready to experience a downpour of the manifestation of God's blessing in your life, because 2019 is the year of the latter rain. This is the award-winning podcast from a history with God Ministries Godcast Network, featuring Frank and Christina Sasso. Visit us online at ahistorywithgod.org for articles, links, prophetic words, prayer requests, and other awesome resources. And now, let's join the host of this Godcast, Frank Sasso. Hello, podcast here. Frank and Christina Sasso coming at you right now on the Who's Your Daddy Godcast. We are excited. Well, I'm really excited because Christina was in Thailand and now she's back. Thank God. <laughs> I had such a lovely time. How was Thailand? I loved it. What was it about it that you loved? Was it about being away from me for two weeks? No. Because that was, I'm telling that you. That was the worst part. That was horrible. Horrible. That was, that was the worst part. <laughs> the best part, I can't say because there was a lot of parts that I liked. Okay. A friend of mine invited me. She had been there a few times. Right. And so if I was going to go to a country, especially a country where I felt like the language and the culture was so different, not European, that I would want to go with somebody that kind of knew their way around a little bit. Right. So when she offered, everything fell into place and I was able to go. Now, I had never had a desire to go to any kind of Asian country. Yeah, because you're much more like the whole the London, Italy experience europe, greece yes i would do europe well, right. i would do africa but asia i was like yeah i would do the mid-east really but asia, oh, you would do the mid-east i totally would yeah. do the mid-east yeah i want to go to israel but asia just seemed like really big really very foreign as far as culture and language and writing like i wouldn't be able to read anything like i could read italian and kind of figure out what right. they're saying or yeah. spanish right, right. you could kind of talk a little bit of Spanish and Italian and right. kind of know, well, all right, even French, you could muddle your way through. You could muddle your way through French? If you saw it. Oh, it's you know, a You could kind of like make what words are right, or right. whatever. I don't know. I don't know why I thought this would be something Well, you went through an elephant sanctuary. So when we got there, the most part that I was dreading, right. besides being away from you, yeah, thank you. was <laughs> the flight. Oh, right. Meaning the length of time. Right. On the, on the plane. On the plane, right. Because I was flying economy. <laughs> <laughs> so you get to walk through first class and you see the beds. And then you the walk. The beds and the, walk, and the champagne and yeah, wine. You walk through the, you know, business <laughs> class and you see, oh, it's a little less comfortable, but still. Then you end up in your seat and like, you're like, oh, yikes. my God. But I did have a window seat, which I love the window seat, despite the fact that you have to climb over people. But I don't really get out of my seat a lot. For me, when I'm flying, if I'm in a window seat and there's two other people next to me, I always wait until they get up and then I get up. So this way they don't have to get up. So if they don't get up, you're not getting up. Pretty much. Unless I'm bursting. Then I'll just fight It's not that big a deal to have somebody get up. I know, but I don't, I, I, you know. Anyway, first flight to Tokyo, I believe was about 15 hours. Wow. 
Wow. It was very interesting because I flew over the northern part of the United States and Canada. So when you look out the window, it was amazing to me. I'd never seen terrain like this. It was all snow, like just peaks of snow, no ground whatsoever, no dirt, no houses, no people, no roads, really? just snow. Or it was water with ice. And again, no boats, no houses, no trees. It's like huge pieces of ice floating around. Right. Or the water was frozen itself. So the water was frozen. Right. So which was it? Was it that the whole thing was... Really? Yeah, you saw both. So I flew over the, you know, the northern part of Canada into Alaska, over Alaska, over Russia, I would imagine, which would be Siberia, and then down into Tokyo, where I had a layover. And I met up with my friend there. And then I thought we were going to be on the same flight. And we ended up being on two different flights, pretty much leaving almost at the same time. Oh, so you caught another flight out of Tokyo into Thailand. Right. Okay. And what was that, like an hour? No, I thought it was. Like, I was talking to somebody before, like a couple of weeks what? before I left. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and then we're from Tokyo to Bangkok, I think it's like an hour. And he's looking it up. He's like, uh, no, it's seven hours. Oh. I'm like, no, no. That's 21 hours of flying. Yes. Wow. But here's the good news about that. Yes. The flight wasn't that bad. Yes. Really? All those hours? It was long. When you first get in there and you're like this, oh my God, 15 hours is ahead of me. I immediately started putting in movies. Right. And they have a nice selection of movies. So I I watched a bunch of movies. Some of them made me fall asleep, which was good, which I didn't expect to sleep on the way there because I was so excited and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I did. I slept a little bit, and then I ate a little bit, and then I watched some movies a little bit. And then, you know, and you get to watch your, which I love that, we get to watch your progress with the little map. <laughs> with the, the little plane, plane moving? moving. Yeah. That doesn't help me. I love that. Because <laughs> then I'm like, oh, this is where we are. And I look out the window, and I say, oh, look, that's where we are. Even though it's just, just snow. It's just snow. Um, you have no idea, what you, like a point of reference. It doesn't help. No, but I like to see it. I like to see, wow, this is... Another part of the world that's so foreign to me. It's just snow. Mm. It's like complete tundra. Not even a tree. No trees. Nothing. <laughs> so when you landed in Tokyo, yes. you, you, you didn't go out. You were just in the airport. Yes. All right. So when you landed in Bangkok, which is Thailand. Well, Tokyo was fun, too. The airport was fun. It's just everything's so different. Their food is different. Like, I, you know, we eat sushi. We, we live in a cosmopolitan area. I've been to Japanese restaurants. Yeah. But to be in Tokyo with, right. with like, their things, their foodstuffs and the... It's just interesting. Then I got on a plane and my friend got on a different plane and we're going to meet up in Bangkok. So that plane was fantastic. The plane if from Bangkok? Fly, if you can fly an Asian airline. The one from Tokyo to Bangkok? Yes. First of all, they are so wonderfully polite and sweet and <laughs> nice. I have to say really? a little bit. I don't want to complain. Not like the American uh, But TSAs? the one airline was... Like, you feel like you're bothering them <laughs> a little bit. Here it was like they just kept asking you if you needed anything. They kept giving you stuff, little snacks. and Wow. Oh, it was so nice. And then landed in Bangkok. I got there first. And, you know, I had to figure out how to get internet access. So you have to, you know, do that at the airport just to get so I could communicate. You had to do this. Right. Okay. So I had to com- communicate with my friend i had to right. communicate with you that i landed right. i got all, that all figured out and now i'm like i don't know where she's gonna be because she's not getting back to me but then she couldn't because she was on the plane 
Right. And you're not going to be using the internet on the plane. Eventually, we hooked up. We went through customs, which is very, very serious in other countries. Like, it just yeah. feels like they take it so much more seriously than Airline security? Yeah. Yeah, it's like leaving, serious Like, leaving thing. the airport. Uh-huh. Like, they look at you. They take your picture. Oh, leaving the airport you know, to go into the country. Right. They do okay. a facial recognition thing. Wow. And everything. So then, I think we got a cab to go into this. Because we arrived really late it was i think it was like almost midnight and we stayed at this really great guest house right in bangkok near kalsan road which is the big tourist area we weren't on the road thank what god kalsan kalsan road kalsan road yeah that's like the main drag it's the main touristy drag it's kind of like the bourbon street okay so, so if so, you know okay, new orleans yeah. and you know bourbon street it's like that Kind so it's like the street that everybody knows. Yeah, it's a little wonchy. It's a little like crazy. But we were not on that street. We were near it. We were on a nice street. Had street vendors. It had everything is open because it's always warm. So you get off the plane and you're like sweating because it's hot. Okay. Thank God we had air conditioning in the room. We <laughs> had a bathroom in the room, and we still paid thirty dollars. It was amazing. <laughs> Wait a minute, thirty U.S. dollars? Yes. Well, what's the transfer rate? For every U.S. dollar, you get about 30 baht. Okay, baht is their the, currency. Yes. Okay, so one one of our dollars is worth 30, basically, of theirs. Right. Wow. So this hotel was lovely. It was more guest house. It wasn't really a hotel. They had rooms where you just share bath, rooms with no air conditioning, single rooms, double rooms, you know, something for everybody. Okay. And I'm imagining those would be even cheaper. But what's so cool about pretty much everywhere in Thailand is that every place has an espresso machine, and they make the best coffee I've tasted so far. When you say they. The Thai the, people. Oh, wherever you are. Wherever you are. Whether so wait, let me ask you, let me ask you, I'm just going to cut in for a second. So you're in your hotel, you go into the lobby, there's an espresso machine. Yeah, it's, it's more like a big courtyard, because nothing's enclosed, it's all open, so there's trees, okay. and, and there's this big courtyard with it tables for eating because it's like a restaurant right but there's somebody that i can make a cup of coffee yeah and then there's a little cat like off to the side there's a big espresso machine and they're making you coffee oh, any so kind of coffee you what want. if you go out and you wanted to go and specifically get coffee yes like coffee? you can go in any one of the guest houses and they have an espresso machine oh, or okay. you can go up the road and you can go into a cafe and they have an espresso machine it's just, oh oh okay everybody has an espresso machine and they're making you the best lattes, the best Americanos, the best espressos. You could have a fancy drink, you know, with whipped cream or like a blended and beverage. mocha. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, like that. They make those too. They make those too. Did they have an espresso machine at the Elephant Sanctuary? They didn't have it at the Elephant Sanctuary, but they have a little cafe in the village. Oh, and, and of, they of where the Elephant Sanctuary yes. is. Okay, and, and they the, had one. Yes, the other Elephant Sanctuary that we went to, they had a cafe with an espresso machine. <laughs> The first thing we had when we got off the plane was a fresh coconut and coconut water right out of the coconut. So good. Anyways, I think we ate that night. I, I, th- I don't remember what we ate. We might have had just a fruit shake or something because they make them right there on the street. Mm. They, everybody has a Vitamix. So they, you pretty much take a papaya, throw it in, <laughs> a watermelon, throw it in, whatever you want. You know, coconut, passion fruit, dragon fruit, guava. Did you happen to go to any of the Buddhist temples? Well, one day we decided... Well, my friend was going to said, I'll take you to some temples. She goes, right. are there any that you really want to see? Right. And I said, well, I feel this way about churches too, mm-hmm. like famous churches. Once you start seeing one or two of them, right. they start to all kind of look the same. Oh, really? So you've yes. seen one temple, they kind of use like you've seen them all. Yeah. So I, won't, I picked two that I definitely wanted to see. I wanted to see the reclining Buddha. 
The reclining Buddha. Right. And I wanted to see Wat Arun. Wat means temple. Uh, so Wat Fo and Wat Arun, which are pretty much close to each other. And what's cool about them is that you get on the ferry, which costs about 30 or 15 baht. 15 baht is like 50 cents. Yeah, something like that. Wow. It's really cheap. You That's get on the ferry amazing. and you kind of get a boat tour because you're on the boat. But it's kind of like being, if you've ever been in a New York subway, it's like that. Like right. you are packed on there, but you look out the window <laughs> and you're on the water and you're on the water and you're looking at the scenery, but it, they're taking you to on these different stops along the river and then you get off at your stop. Podcast, you may have a thought right now mm-hmm. saying, why would someone like Christina Sasso, radical born again Christian, why would she want to go see the reclining Buddha or really any of these Buddhist temples? Why would you, what's the attraction? Well, it's... You're it's, the righteousness of God. Why would you want to go see that? It's like going to any kind of cultural site. So why would you go see Mount Rushmore? Why would you go see, you know, the Empire State Building? Why would you go see... Well, because these are, these are religious figures. Yeah, but they're, people, you know. they're fascinating to see. It's also a, a peek into a different culture. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that they're right, but at least you're not kind of knowing what other people believe and what they don't even understand. Like, Buddhism... I don't claim to understand it all, but it's all supposedly about peace and, you know, self-awareness and your, your path or whatever. Yeah. But I felt like, for me as a Christian observing, I just felt like it was a lot, there was bondage. Mm-hmm. Elaborate. All right. So when you go to a Buddhist temple, you have to take your shoes off, which I don't have a problem with. Um, I would hate, right there I'm out. Frank would not take his shoes. I said, Frank, here's what you're going to have a problem with when we go again. You got to take your shoes off when you go inside, anywhere. Mm. Like if you go to get a massage or you go into a restaurant or you go into a temple, they they want you to take your shoes off. Frank's like, I don't want to take my shoes off. Why? I can't explain. Here's why. Why? Because my they don't want you to bring... My shoes come off where they went on. They don't want you to bring your dirty, stinking shoes... Yeah, okay. ...with all the stuff uh-huh. that's in the street... Right. ...into their homes. And how do they know how clean my socks are? You, you want to know assume, why? They're making an assumption that you're not walking around in, you know, cow patties with your socks, okay? <laughs> that might be a good assumption to make, because I know you wouldn't do that anyway. Oh. Anyway, so you go into the temple, and it's mostly a big room, big space. Right. And in the middle is, is in my experience, it's always a giant gold Buddha. Okay. And Buddha's not the fat guy. He's he's very slim. Oh, why did I think he was fat? <laughs> no, no. I don't know why that is an image, but the Buddhas that I saw were not fat. They were slim. They sit with their legs crossed. They're except, slim. Except the reclining Buddha. Well, he's reclining. Yes. Of course. The temples are beautiful. I mean, and that's another thing. You want to see it for the architecture, the, mm-hmm. the workmanship. Beautiful, beautiful workmanship. I like the way the temple is in the middle or inside, usually a big courtyard. So there's like a wall surrounding the temple, depending on how big the temple is, how big the property is. Right. And usually it's very beautiful inside. Like there's beautiful trees and beautiful um, little areas where you could sit. Well, the one with the reclining Buddha had these really cool little, I call them islands, right. of foliage with different native foliage. And in the islands were all these Buddha-type statues doing yoga. Okay. Or getting a Thai massage. So there's actually Wait a minute, the where... statue 
Yes. There's a statue of someone getting a massage? Yes, it's like one guy's kneeling on him and pulling like his leg back. Oh, almost like a chiropractic thing. Well, that's right? the time as well. Yeah, okay. Actually. All yeah. right. Okay. So that was kind of cool. And little animals and stuff, s- statues. And within that, <laughs> the, that compound is also where the, the monks live. The monks either sign up for forever or they sign up. You go in for a year right. if you're Buddhist and you practice. And then you decide if you want to stay a monk or you want to go back out into the world. I think that's how it is. But you spoke a little bit about bondage. What All right. That- so you go into you know, the main sanctuary and it's a lot of, of, I feel like it's a lot of works. Like you have to pay homage. You would go to a shop and you would buy fruits and baskets of flowers and or. Uh-huh flower necklaces and you have to bring them to the buddha and in exchange i guess for that you get a blessing again i don't understand it completely and the other thing was there was a monk sitting in one of them and he was doling out blessings so he had this (laughs) doling them out he had this big pot of water and these like look like palm palm leaves yeah and you you would have to put money in the pot and then he would dip in the in the water and he'd sprinkle you Yeah, and that was the blessing. And then he'd give you a bracelet in exchange. But you had to give him money in order to get the blessing. You had to pay for this. You had to pay. So I'm like, it's it's so, it's all about your works. Like, how are you performing? And if you don't have the money, you don't get a blessing. Right. How are you performing? How are you, what are you doing? What do you, how many, you know, shrines are you building? What are you, it's all about your performance in order to gain blessing. And it's so different from true christianity which is jesus paid mm. he paid everything he already paid he for the paid blessing for your blessing yeah right he wow. took all your stuff you don't have to keep going to him and say oh jesus i'm sorry here's here's you know 50 dollars to cover that last sin or here's some fruit and flowers and i'm going to burn some incense right. to wash away right. that sin it's just a constant Ugh, constant wow. repetition you're never there because the minute yeah. you step out yeah you know like maybe the minute you step out you know someone bumps into you and you're like oh that creep blankety blank uh, <laughs> you got to turn around and i'd go be back in the and temple see. all day every day you got to go back into the temple again <laughs> it's like you're never gonna be clean because in that state you're always in that fallen state you're always in that right that you're a sinner you're always just gonna be a sinner and you're gonna be the mindset of the sinner and you know your heart breaks for people who are in there Mm. You know, keep going every, every whatever. How often do you go? You go and you keep getting that. And they're all excited to get it, right? I guess so. Like they're kneeling and bowing to this image. And Buddha was a man. Right. Well, Well, I was told he wasn't a god. He Uh was just a man who followed these certain tenets. So now there are people in the temple bowing to this image of a man. Whereas Jesus was God as a man. Right. And it's just heartbreaking because I'm not saying that they're evil people. I'm not. I'm not. They were actually lovely people. And I really loved the people of Thailand. And they were friendly. They were kind. On appearances, they looked like they didn't have a lot of financial means or okay. material things. Right. But they were happy. They were hardworking. They were gracious. I love them, but I, my heart breaks for them being in that position of never attaining that righteous state. I have a question. Yes. Someone goes to Thailand. Mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about people who live there. Mm-hmm. Let's say someone goes to Thailand mm-hmm. and they want a blessing. Mm-hmm. 
So they get their money together, they go for their thing, they get sprinkled with the palms, mm-hmm. and they're all excited. Mm-hmm. Now they get the blessing. Right. Okay. Now what? Like, what does that look like? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. Another thing you can do is you go to a, although, the, I'm sorry, I don't believe that these tattoo artists are all monks. But you supposedly be able to go to a monk and get a tattoo. Yeah. And they decide what the tattoo is going to be. They decide. And they decide what blessing they're going to put on you. What do you mean? Like, they they tattoo you. You mean physically put on your person right. as a tattoo? Yeah. In the form of a tattoo, this is the blessing. Right. Okay. So the tattoo that they have put on you, which you can't read because it's... Oh, great. Unless, I don't even, I don't know. I've seen them. So I don't like understand you know what them. It says. And it's and it's supposed to be a blessing that they put a blessing on you. What does that blessing consist of? I don't know. Like maybe a nice life or no sickness or I, I don't know what Wow. What it's just a blessing, quote unquote, a blessing. That's heartbreaking. I found it really sad. And everywhere you go there's a temple. So mm. where we stayed right in Bangkok, the little road that we were on, there's a wall. Inside that wall there was a temple. Right. Where we stayed in Chiang Mai, right across the street diagonally, there was a wall and there was a little small temple. So it was a smaller compound, but there was a temple there. You leave that and you walk around the corner and there's another temple there. They're like the Starbucks. Of, like the Starbucks of Thailand. <laughs> of there's a temple like on every <laughs> block. And like I said, they're beautiful. They're, the artwork is wonderful, but it's dead. There's no resolution there. But... I would highly recommend everybody go there and just see for yourself. Go anywhere. See another culture and see what they believe and pray for the people. So I want to go back for sure. And actually, when we were traveling on the SkyTrain, because we went to a very fancy restaurant on our last night. The one night, yeah. Yes, we went to a restaurant called Bolan. It was on the show Chef's Table. Oh, it was so beautiful. Yeah, a lot of people don't know what that show is. Chef's Table? Yeah. It's on Netflix and it talks about different chefs and their experience and like how they became chefs and right. what they're doing now and their whole mindset. You well, know. What's Bolan's whole thing? The guy's American, the girl is the, Thai. The woman is Thai and right. the, the man, he's from Australia. Mm-hmm. They got married, they opened a restaurant and I don't know if this is the original restaurant or is this the second restaurant that they have. And the idea is to do traditional Thai food with traditional Thai spices in a artistic and new way. Okay. What does Bolan mean? I think that's their names combined. Oh, okay. I really enjoyed it. First of all, the building was beautiful. I love the architecture of the building. Mm. And everyone is really lovely and sweet, and they take care of you so well. And it's slow. You get to take your time. And each course is a different thing. And Mm. it was just really, really nice. It was way too much food. We didn't even finish it. It was really? too much. Yeah. And the thing is, they ask you at the beginning, how would you like the heat of the food? And so I, I said, I'd make it the way the chef would make it. It was hot. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it was That's hot. a gamble when you say that. It make it the really way the chef hot. makes it. Thai people like their hot food. Oh, man. And I like it too, but woo. Hmm. Yes. I have two questions. Yes. First question. Uh-huh. Being someone who's not a fan of the heat mm-hmm. or a fan of spicy food, mm-hmm. would I enjoy Thailand? Yes. Yes. You didn't even give it a second to think no, about it. No, because I don't like the heat either. I mean, there were days where it was hot, like when we were in the elephant sanctuary and we were just standing out in the heat, where I was like, I'm going to fade away. But then once you go in the shade, you're all right. And it was worth it. Okay, so if someone doesn't like the heat, you or doesn't like spicy food, or doesn't like long plane rides, mm. Thailand is still worth it. Yes. Hmm. Yes. The other thing was, we 
had another awesome trip. I'm going to sh give a shout out to a great elephant sanctuary called Berms and Emily's Elephant Sanctuary. So it's called Bees. Oh, B-E-E-S? B-E-E. Oh, that's e -E what that stands for. B-E-E-S. Berm Emily Elephant Sanctuary. Oh, that's Bees. an acronym for right. Burn Emily Elephant. Lovely yeah. couple. They met in Thailand. They got married. She moved to Thailand and started this elephant sanctuary. They have an adorable little son, and they live on this property, and they rescue elephants. And it's a smaller sanctuary, so they, they right now they only have three elephants. Mm -hmm. It's very intimate, so you get to meet them and kind of hang out with them, meeting the people. Originally, there were six of us, and then one couple left. They only stayed for one day, and Got the rest it. of us, the other four of us, stayed for three days. And you stay in this really nice little cabin. They feed you very well, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and you help make the food for the elephants. You bring it to them. You don't feed them. So this is very not touristy. So you're not going to ride on elephants, which is a no-no. So you, you can't ride them. And you're not allowed to touch them here. Can't touch them. No, because they want the elephant to live in the sanctuary as if it was in its natural habitat. So they have compounds where the elephants live. Then they take them out. The mahouts, which are their guides, mm -hmm. their caretakers, mm -hmm. take them out early in the morning and they get to wander around in the jungle. They go for a swim in the river. And when they're ready, they come back to their compound. They get fed again. Yeah, but you're going to have people that say, well, that's not really a true experience then for the elephant because elephants don't get fed and they don't get meals prepared Well, they do get to go out on their own and forage in the jungle. Okay. They're out all day all long. All day long, yeah, right. okay, right. So, I mean, it's pretty close to a natural habitat without them being chained yeah. and being put to work in a logging camp. And it's a great experience to have. Yes. So people can great. Google Bees Elephant Sanctuary, right. B-E-E-S, in Thailand. If they're thinking about taking a trip to Thailand... Check out bees for a couple of days. Yes. You'll have a great yes. time. And here's an unfortunate thing. A lot of people that I had conversations with, you know, when you're talking to people, religion comes up sometimes and politics comes up. Okay. It's interesting being the only Christian in the room. Because this was my second question. Yeah. My second question was, what was the Jesus takeaway from this trip? The Jesus takeaway was people are really down on Christianity. Specific, really? I would say specifically Catholicism okay. because the people that I spoke to, not that I brought it up because I didn't. They brought it up. <laughs> yeah, I used to be Catholic, but I, I don't believe that anymore. I'm an atheist now or I'm a agnostic or, right, right. or I'm a Buddhist now. And I'm like, well, I'm a hardcore Christian and they're like, well, that's fine, but don't you yeah. know put your beliefs on me. I'm like, you guys brought yeah, you it up. You brought it up. I didn't bring it up. You know, <laughs> you're allowed to tell me you're an atheist or a Buddhist or whatever. I'm not allowed to say I'm a hardcore Christian. Right. I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. So um, with. things happen on the trip that I think are funny. And I'm like, yeah, I'm still blessed. I'm blessed. And oh, I amen. know what that yeah. means. Yeah. And yeah, I don't get sick. You know, like, did right. I get a little queasy on some of these long bus rides? Yeah, because I'm sitting in the back of a pickup truck. On the way home, mm. I was tired right. and probably didn't drink enough water. I was like, eh, I fell asleep. And then on the second Elephant Sanctuary trip, we were in a van. And that was like, just get me out of this van. Right. You know? And I was, right. we were standing out in the sun. Right. So I think that was like, I was a little queasy and I had a headache. And But then by the next day, I felt fine. I took... I took some aspirin, I drank some water, ate something, and I was I felt better. Yeah, so there's that. Okay. So you're definitely outnumbered. As far, I felt outnumbered, like as far as like, I'm the only Christian in the room. 
and that's well, okay. I'm like, you know what? You I'm and not God are the majority. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not beating people up with the Bible. I'm like, talk all your crappy crap. I don't care. I know who I am. I know I'm blessed. Right. And you guys, you seem like you're fuddling around. And you, the thing is, the proof is in the pudding, right? right? Amen. The fruit is the fruit. You either got fruit, good fruit, or you got rotten fruit. Rotten fruit. So you just look at the fruit and you're like, eh, Yeah, right. ju- God said don't judge people, but he does allow us to be fruit inspectors. Right. All I said was once. I said, well, I'm a hardcore Christian. That's it. But that was after they brought up religion. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm this. I'm, I'm an atheist, but I'm thinking about being a Buddhist. I'm like... All right, so you don't even know what you're doing. All right. I'm whatever. thinking about it. Like, this anyway, is like a restaurant. And you know what? Here's the thing. You just say, God bless them. God bless them. Let them find a way to you. To Jesus. So you could yeah. just pray for people. You don't even have to say a word. You just pray. That's it. They can't stop they you can't from praying. They can't stop praying. They can't. Don't you dare pray for Remember me. that guy? Don't you pray for me. Ha! I'll pray for you whenever also, I want. You're acknowledging that there's power there. <laughs> you didn't even say that. Like, go ahead, so, pray for me. If I didn't believe, who cares what you do? Yeah, pray for me. Go ahead. I really loved bees a lot. I really would highly recommend going there. They're lovely people that run it. They're lovely people that work there. Right. It's very rustic. I mean, dirt floors, cabins. You have a shower. You, you know, it's a communal shower, mm-hmm. bathrooms. What do you mean communal shower? Meaning, like, you don't have a shower in your room. Oh, okay. But I'm not showering. saying we all shower together. Yeah, like, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no. I'm like, this no, is you, not the trip for me. No, you have your own private shower. <laughs> not, meaning, not your own, but you share a well, shower. Well, when you're in there, it's right. private. You close the right. door. Yeah, lock it. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Another thing you'd have a problem with is walking through the streams. One day, they take you out through the jungle and in the you actually, sanctuary? yeah, okay. and you actually meet up with the elephants along the way. Okay. So the elephants are out doing their thing, and you're going on this little nature walk, right? And you come upon the elephants as you're going through the nature walk. Okay. But as you're doing that, you're walking through this stream slash river, and you have these galoshes. They give you galoshes, but sometimes <laughs> the galoshes have holes in them. What good are the galoshes? Well. The first galo- pair of galoshes I put on, yeah. I didn't, you don't realize until you step into the water and you go, uh, one, one was definitely a big hole in it. So Gott, who was one of the, the guides, Gott. took me back on the little scooter right. on the motorcycle, took me back to get another pair of galoshes. So he got you new galoshes. Yeah, so we went back. <laughs> and they worked fine, except if I was in a little deeper water, there was, must have been a hole a little higher. Oh, no. And, and, and I was like, you know what? I don't it's it's fine if i'm walking around all day like squish squish oh. yes yes no that's all i'm thinking about well you didn't bring your own galoshes i was just gonna say can you just bring your own galoshes you can that you don't have no, no holes in them you can okay <laughs> that was great and we saw so many interesting things on the walk and you also told me i wouldn't like the massage well before i get on that i want to also say i was able to pray every day when I was there and be alone and just enjoy. I was up really early. All right. It was wonderful. It was really cold at night, which was great. And I was up at about 6, 6.30, and they have what they call a cat cafe at these. They have rescued cats, and they stay up in this loft area, and they have hammocks up there, so I would go up there in the morning with my <laughs> cup of coffee. Right. Although they didn't have an espresso maker there. They had Nescafe. Really? Yeah. So I would have a glass of Nescafe. Nescafe? Oh, yes. oh my gosh. Really strong. <laughs> um, and I'd have my coffee, and I'd have my Bible, and my 
It was really, really nice. And it was quiet. And was all these interesting bird noises. And, right. And what was the other? Oh, the, and a Thai massage. That would be another thing I don't know if you could handle. Well, I don't. here's the thing about massages. I don't want to be in pain after the massage is over. I want to enjoy my trip. I wasn't Not walking in pain. around just moaning and I groaning. I was not in pain after the massage was over. Yeah. I didn't get a second massage the next day because not that I was in pain. Right. It was like if you pushed on the same muscle, the muscle is sore. But it wasn't sore just walking around. I just don't want somebody pushing on it again. I understand. I would be sore and I would be in pain and I would be complaining and I would not enjoy my trip as a result. So I'm not into the whole <sighs> massage thing of like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting beaten up. You go for a massage every month and you and she beats you up. She doesn't and you're beat cool me up. <sighs> I'm not even going to You said she's talk very intense. Mary yes, is it's very supposed intense. to be that way. Why, but if you have to go every month, why does it have to be intense like that every time? Because you want, if, if you're working out all that time, using your muscles that whole month, then she's going to work out the kinks that you, you have. The kind of massages you get, aren't they designed to take? They don't take forever. Because you're, you're using your muscles. Month? You're using your muscles continuously every day. All right. I thought maybe, you know, for a month, it'll take for a month. Yeah. And then you go again and get it done again. Anyway, so I just wanted to let everyone know about my little trip. Yes. Which was wonderful. Very so many other things that I could tell you. The night markets and the which food. Which I'm sure will come up in future podcasts. Uh, I just want to go back. And I love the people of Thailand. I just want to go there and minister there. And, oh, I was saying, I started to say this. We took the Sky Train to Bolan, right. which is basically a subway in the sky. Okay. And you get to see all of this area of Bangkok at right. night with the lights. And we passed one place, and I saw this giant lit-up cross. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's a church here. <laughs> it was our last night, so I didn't get to investigate. But I'm going to go back oh, and find totally that go church. Back. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I can't remember the district it was in, but it was definitely along the SkyTrain path heading towards Bolan from our area which was by, kind of by the river and by the Cal Sound Road. So That's very if cool. you know what church that was, let us know. Let us know, please. And until we find out, remember this. We love you. God loves you. And, and Jesus, Jesus is, is Lord. Lord. Stay, Stay blessed. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast from the History with God Ministries. This teaching is a powerful ministry tool that you can use to experience the power of God in your life. Thank you again for listening and for helping us reach the world with the love of Jesus. A History with God Ministries. Seeing, hearing, remembering. Until next time, remember, we love you, God loves you, and Jesus is Lord. Stay blessed.